Hello and welcome to Anxiety and so much more. Today I'm going to be talking about parenting with mental health issues from all aspects actually. But let me start by uh, telling you that I am in no way um, a mental health expert, I'm not a professional, I'm not a doctor, a therapist, possibly an expert in my own mental health to a degree, to a degree. Um, and I, In fact, I always seem to be able to hand out very useful and practical advice to others about their own mental health, but I'm not particularly good at, at uh, taking advice there we go I think I often get trapped in what I like to call the uh, self-destructing vortex to ever properly self-heal okay so back to today's subject which as I said is talking about uh, well parenting with mental health so looking me personally looking at this from a a mother's perspective so myself as a mother with mental health issues um, if you've listened to my introduction about myself you'll know that I've suffered with anxiety for many years so looking at it from my perspective as a parent like that but also um, looking at it from a a parent who who maybe whose child has um, potentially uh, some form of mental health issue and um, you know what do we do with that how do we recognize it is it something that's learnt? is it genetic that's my other big big question you know do we um you know is it in our dna is it something that's passed along so let's crack on let me just tell you a little bit about myself when i was a little girl um so yeah, when I was younger, I used to get these odd feelings. I remember one particular day, sitting in my bedroom window with my feet dangling over the edge of the window. And if my mother had known that, actually, she'd have had kittens. They're probably thinking, oh my gosh, were you trying to kill yourself? Sitting in the window. No, I wasn't, you know. I was just being a kid, I was sitting there doing what kids do but the scary bit about this particular moment was looking at my feet looking at my toes and not being able to connect my physical self to my mental self I felt as though there were two set they were two separate entities you know or maybe you don't know even now at my tender age of 39 If I'm going through a really dark patch, I can look in the mirror and I'll be scared by the fact that I can't really recognise my own reflection. Do you ever get that? Do you know what I mean? It's like, who is this person looking back at me? And that also makes me think of the current phenomenon which is social media selfie taking I think that would slip nicely into one of uh, my mental health chats but I will do a podcast completely dedicated to that actually because that is a whole world by itself so as a child my way um to this back in the day my way of, of describing these feelings to my mum or to my doctor was that 
I just felt like I was going mad. I, I couldn't put my finger on it. Generally speaking, I was what I think is known as a, a mainstream type of kid. So in my learning and the way I socially interacted, you know, I was very shy at times. But as much as I am today, I love nothing more than laughing and acting like a, a fool with my friends and my family. Um, and just to talk about home, home could often be very difficult at times. My dad seemed to be permanently angry and my parents had many a volatile argument. In fact, my dad was a, a control freak. Ironically now, my poor old dad, I have to control much of his life due to his bad health. And then there's my sweet mummy, who was my rock. But I think she was a bit more like a marshmallow. She was soft and sweet and fluffy. You know, there were kisses and cuddles galore. I think maybe she was a bit too soft on me. But you see, my dream as a child, I used to say this to my mum, I want to live with you forever, mummy. I'm never going to leave you. And forever, back then when I was a child, was until I was 40. So I'm 39 now. It hasn't quite worked out. But then, obviously, I became a teenager and um, I'd still sneak in bed with mum, even when I was scared. I'd, or she'd find me wrapped up in a blanket down by the side of her bed. So this takes me to the question of now, should my mum have been tougher on me you know should she and should we as parents should we make our children go it alone at certain times you know at times like for example when I was holding on to my mum for dear life at the school gates at bedtime at university hashtag dropped out because I wanted to be back home with my mum. My anxiety spiralled out of control. I was, I was like in a, a tailspin of, of just, well, anxiety. You know, if there had been help available to my, to myself back then at university, um, you know, like with the current movement now, I know that a lot of universities are trying to put mental health support in place for people who are just starting out in, in university and for the years uh, following on. If I had been there when I was at university, would I have stayed there? You know, would I have fulfilled what I thought I was supposed to do and get that degree? Instead, I jumped on a train and I went back home to my mum, my safe, safe place. Or, then again, should my mum and dad have pushed me back to university? Oh, it's so confusing, isn't it? But currently in the UK, there is this huge mental health movement, which is fantastic. You know, it's an awareness that, as I've just said, it wasn't there. It certainly wasn't there when I was a child. And I, for one, feel so much happier knowing that my children, my children's children, your children have a much more open platform, you know, if ever they need it, should they need it. So, you know, where do we start with our own children? Because of uh, my own mental health history, um, and I think because I'm quite emotionally intelligent, I think I start automatically over-analyzing my own daughter's mental health. Does she have an issue? Doesn't she have an issue? She's seven. 
and she's already started by the way she's amazing she's fantastic but she's already started experiencing the oh so typical girls group dynamics at school you know she'll come home from school crying um and 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 she feels like she wants to hide should i let her hide should i you know follow her natural instincts should i you know say come on let's go and beat someone up should i tell her she's got to deal with her own um issues there i mean i've talked to the teachers i think that's a, a good thing to do just you know check in check in with them see if anything you know extra crazy is going on well my problem here and i think this is very typical for a lot of us that suffer with anxiety or other forms of mental health my problem here is it takes me straight back to my own insecurities from when i from when i was a little girl you know so maybe as opposed to dealing with it as a as an adult and a parent uh, sort of advising her in a parental adult way i'm scared that actually my reaction to it is to talk to her from the child's perspective oh it gets kind of freaky doesn't it see i can clearly see that she picks up on my emotions even when we plaster the biggest smile on our face and we think they'll never see past this well yes they do they do don't they i mean they know when for example when they're babies and you stupidly decide to have a rare night out and you put them to bed even if you haven't got your glad rags on yet those little monkeys can sniff a night out they know it they know what's going on they can just feel it building up inside you you're like ooh night out i can feel the white wine already they know and that's why they don't want to go to sleep <laughs> so um my daughter again she's 7 she goes through slumps through ups and downs through through highs and lows and i know that hormones are rife especially at sort of the age of 7 but is this here's a question is it now the time for me to get in there before the cycle of mental health sort of starts to take its grip or am i completely overreacting and once again reverting back to you know my own personal feelings i have said i didn't want to throw too many sort of facts and figures your way but i do think it's worth um talking about what the um NHS guidelines are for recognizing mental health in our in our children so a few of those guidelines are they might be finding it hard to sleep um they might be finding it hard to concentrate their eating will be affected they would have mood swings negative thoughts worrying a lot maybe uncontrollable crying they could become really clingy and the other thing is um tummy aches and just generally not feeling very well so just to flip that on its head what's even more confusing is you could um relate that list of symptoms to many other ailments so it's real mindful and it's really really confusing isn't it so it's me trying to decipher It's the chicken and the egg situation here. Does my mental health have a massive impact on my daughter's behavior and the way that she functions in life or 
Am I recognizing mental health issues within my daughter? Is it purely genetic and that's why I'm uh, recognizing it? Or because of things that are going at home, on at home, and our reactions as parents to think, are they learning this type of behavior? It's so confusing. I tell you what, I'd love to hear from you guys. I'd love to know if you can relate to any of this. Is it something that you've experienced as well? And it'd be good just to, to all share share our experiences. I hope it was of interest to you. And I'll be back with more um, mental health chats.